Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today on CityCast Madison. It's Thursday, so we're dishing on the Madison food scene. After a half century on Willie Street, Nature's Bakery is no more. The bakery is known for its whole wheat loaves, commitment to organic and locally sourced ingredients, and of course, its granola. Nature's Bakery was also one of Madison's longest lasting worker cooperatives. Today we speak with Tessa Echeverria, who was a worker owner at Nature's Bakery for eight years and recently returned to help lay the iconic Madison business to rest. It's Thursday, October 5th. I'm Dylan Brogan, and here's what Madison's talking about. Tessa, thank you for joining us today. Yes, thanks for having me. So in late September, the news came out, Nature's Bakery is permanently closing after 53 years. Why now? Um, Yeah, that's a good question. So all great things come to an end. And I think that, that Nature's Bakery Cooperative had an amazing run, like you said, 53 years um, to be a, you know, a community place for Madison and a great worker co-op, but a combination of uh, an old building repairs, supply chain issues, raising costs, difficulty finding worker owners, kind of all created the perfect storm, you know, post COVID getting back on the feet that uh, led to it just not being sustainable for the current workers. And so then it comes to an end. Okay, maybe we'll get a little bit more into that. But before that, like Nature's Bakery was known for its granola and whole grain bread. So is anyone going to carry on that torch and continue making those products? No, uh, I mean, not in a official Nature's Bakery cooperative structure, right? So um, we do have all the recipes and we are we're talking about, you know, do we do a cookbook? How do, how do we, you know, get those back out? But Given the the chaos of having to close everything, none of those decisions have been sort of finalized or or, or taken off. But I, there'll be some way that we collect things and and either pass them on to someone or or make them public. Was there any discussion about selling the business instead of just closing it? Uh, no. So when uh, by the time the the current board, which I, which I'm serving on, got into to handling the affairs, the the building was sold along with all the equipment in it. So there wasn't really an option to restart unless you were to restart from scratch for everything except for, you know, recipes and, and institutional knowledge. I guess who sold it? It's like, this is a workers cooperative, right? Who was selling the building, the the workers cooperative? And and how does that all get divvied up? Yes, yeah. So the way that, that Nature's works uh, as, as a worker cooperative is that everybody who worked there ends up becoming a shareholder. They have an equity in the business as they move on and, and go on to other things, right? So 
the intention is kind of to have that that revolving door, right? It's supposed to be new people coming in, learning skills, baking, staying as long as they want to, moving on to other things. And and nature's I know launched that career for a lot of people, right? Help them find something that they love to go on and do. But all of the decisions for the current business are made by the active worker owners that currently work there. And so they make all the decisions about what they're making, what they're not making, how they're selling. And it was up to them to decide whether or not to go into dissolution, whether or not they thought the bakery was sustainable anymore. So the the worker owners that were current in the beginning of this year decided to go into dissolution. Most of them left the bakery to move on to, to other things in their life, which created this necessity for a board of directors to step up and carry out the dissolution process to distribute all of those equity shares to everybody from the 70s up till now who had worked at the bakery. And so a collection of past bakers stepped up and joined the board purely to take the business through its dissolution process, which will take about three or four months for us to do. Hey, thank you for explaining that. Yeah, it's a little convoluted, I know. <laughs> it's a different kind of business model, which is part of what made it special. Uh, I mean, how many were, worker owners were there at the end, I guess? There were three people who were worker owners uh, on the board of directors for the cooperative. You worked there when I was a former member of this cooperative. What, what was it like to work there? I loved it. I mean, I made a Facebook post when we made the news official and everything. And I said, you know, I loved the bakery. I won't miss the 100 degree plus humidity days baking in front of a giant oven. But I will miss the the community and what that business stood for. I, you know, was the maintenance coordinator there, which brought me into working on machines and, and then ended up meeting uh, another fellow baker there who did audio engineering. And then I started a recording business with him. And then I went back to school for electrical engineering because of fixing stuff. And now I'm an electrical engineer. So like, that's all because I worked at the bakery. That's the kind of place that Nature's was. It just allowed people to foster the things they were interested in, uh, taught people how to run a small business, gave people really that a power where you went in every day and you're like, I'm working for myself. The bread we create, the things we're doing, the decisions we're making directly impact ourselves as workers because we own the means of production, but also how do we steward this business for the next generation of bakers? And we always had that really strong history of knowing the early bakers made a lot of sacrifices to make nature's bakery a thing, right? In the seventies, it was an expensive thing to start. They bought the building which was a lifesaver for us to be able to continue by the time I got there. And they put a lot of sweat, blood, and tears into, into making it work and getting those recipes. And so I know a lot of those earlier people went on to work for cooperative development funds and uh, open their own bakeries and, and, and do all sorts of stuff. So I think the ripple effect of, of how nature's supported people and, and, and brought them into their other career paths will be felt across Madison in subtle ways, you know? Yeah. And, and just um, what makes a worker cooperative different than other small businesses? Yeah. So nobody owns the whole thing, but everybody owns a piece of the thing, right? And so different than like an employee stock option, you actually had full voting rights. Uh, everyone got a vote. It was based off of hours and equity. Everyone got paid the same. 
no matter what job you were doing at the co-op, everybody made the same wage. We ran on consensus decision-making. So everybody in the co-op had to agree and uh, have weekly meetings and vote on what we were doing. Uh, so you had a lot more direct control and say in, in what was happening in your workplace. One thing I realized once I left was, you know, no matter how good you are at any job, there is an underlying fear you could be fired for whatever reason. And that wasn't a possibility at Nature's, right? Like all of your coworkers had to consensus agree to fire you for you to lose your job. So like the the bar and the security that goes along with, you know, having a direct say in your production line, I think speaks a lot for for the buy-in to helping the, the business and also your like mental state while working in a place like that. Can you just give us like a brief rundown of how it started and, and, and how it evolved? It's a crazy long history. I've been reading all of these old documents, getting ready for, for shares and, and tracking down a bunch of people. We have about 80 worker owners in the co-op, right? So that's that's a lot of people and a lot of history there. But it started in the 70s. Two women, Jeannie and Virginia, started baking and they started with the bread recipes. And then they quickly uh, went in and actually formed a worker co-op in the early 70s. That bakery was located at uh, what is now Mother Fools, right on the corner. So it was, it was a little bit of an incubator space. And, and as they moved in the in the late 70s down to 1019 Williamson Street, the place that most people probably associate with being Nature's Bakery, it's moved as a partnership and it stayed a partnership until the mid 80s when it went back to being a worker co-op. There were two main things. One, our state rewrote the cooperative laws and statutes right around that time, changing you know the protections for worker co-ops and how all of that worked. And two, the business became a little bit larger, right? And so you're pulling those partnerships together under one name and making a co-op. And when I read the historical documents, they talk about wanting to make sure they preserve it for the future generations, right? How do you ensure that the structure stays democratic and stays co-owned when the people who initiate it leave, right? How do you keep the next generation? And and the rules and regulations from a state level around cooperativeness really helped ensure that if it was a worker co-op, that everybody who had you know sweat equity into the business would be considered shareholders and it would be a lot harder to change that, right? Than, a, than as a partnership. And so there were combinations for why legally it made sense to be a co-op and also just ideology of, you know, that cooperative spirit, right, was really in line with what those people were, were trying to find for Nature's. Well, and it's called Nature's Bakery for a reason, right? That was a big philosophical aspect of it, too. Um, tell us about that. Yeah, why, why Nature's Bakery? Now you're asking me a question I cannot answer. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know the answer, but I speculated because of like the commitment to like pure ingredients. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, like the, you know, they in the late 70s, early 80s, they also went off and started a uh, a farm, you know, so there were a bunch of people from Nature's Bakery that went, bought a farm and started growing ingredients. And the hope was to be able to like grow the wheat for the bread and, and make everything really local. Um, as well as organic and whole grain and all of that. The farm ended up after a few years not really panning out and, and working. It's a, a ton of work. 
<laughs> to do something like that. But it was always very high on our priority list. I mean, one, we were a whole grain bakery always, but also to specifically buy local, right? So we bought wheat from Minnesota or Wisconsin. We got our tofu for our tofu walnut burgers from the Simple Soy Man who makes it in Milwaukee. Like we really focused on buying not just whole grain, but local as much as possible. And that's something that a lot of businesses really moved into, right? And being very locally focused and organic. And do you think the Nature's Bakery helped kind of pioneer that in Madison? Yeah, I think, you know, Nature's had very strong values in terms of whole grain bakery, local. And when you have that existing for many years, it obviously influences over into other people, right? And just in general, Madison has such a strong cooperative and such a strong local food movement. And that's why Nature's was able to be successful for so long, right? It's because those communities and those businesses grew up influencing each other and creating that that type of food and awareness of what you're consuming and, and the effects it has. So it started in the 70s. Nature's Bakery is known for their granola. I mean, I don't think it's unfair to say hippies were involved in some aspect of this. Uh, do you think the worker cooperative model like was successful at, at Nature's Bakery? Yes, definitely. I think it was. When I think of a worker co-op, I'm like, okay, it's a place that gives back to the community. And it's also a place that's a good place to work. Uh, and a place that invests in its workers, whether or not they move on to something else. And I think that Nature's did a great job of stewarding not just investment in local food. When I'm going through the list of all the, the past shareholders, so many of those people still live in the Madison area, right? From all different generations. Not everyone. Some people move off uh, across the country, but a vast majority of them, you know, still... Uh, live in the broader Madison community and still contribute to it. So to me, it was a success. I don't think success means something lives forever. I think that it means it was good while it lasted. I mean, I probably wouldn't still live in Madison if it wasn't for Nature's Bakery. I started working there a few months after I moved here. And it really showed me a side of Madison that living off of State Street had it. And it's a whole network. And so even though it's done, its resources will continue to to live on and help other co-ops. What's unique, and I think it's unique, is you know these past bakers who worked there. You know they're getting a share of the I assume what the proceeds of selling the building and um, the equipment. So do, I mean, do we know uh, what's going to happen to the building at all? Um, yeah, the people who bought it are going to not tear it down. They say, and so that's great. Um, <laughs> But I, my understanding from my brief conversation with them is that they're going to fix up the apartment, probably have some people move in, rent it maybe, fix up the, the bottom level. The lady was talking about how she grew up eating Nature's Bakery granola and stuff. I think they're going to be great uh, next stewards for the building. Do you think this co-op business model is still viable today? Uh, yes, I do. I think... You know, I've been thinking a lot about it and I was talking to another past baker and I was like, you know, if Nature's Bakery hadn't become a worker co-op, it would have ended in like the early 90s, maybe the late 80s, you know, and we never would have had those recipes of that history and that culture, right? Like it would have ended way sooner had uh, it not become a worker co-op. So 
I think that it's a sustainable business model. I also think that it is a great incubator for building up your community. You train the people, they can go on to do other things. They can also stay. There were people who worked at Nature's Bakery for 25 years, right? That was their career. And there are people who worked there for two years or one year. You can look at the other co-op battles in Madison too, to prove out how successful worker co-ops can be, right? You look at Union Cabs, you look at, you know, a bunch of the stuff in the social justice center. I think that model exists in different degrees and, and everyone adopts it slightly differently. It was definitely an institution. And I think you're right that the the web of Nature's Bakery extends far beyond the, the business or, or the building. Before we go, what will you miss most about Nature's Bakery? I mean, I do miss uh, the granola. I can't lie. It's some good granola. <laughs> I was like, uh, we would go on road trips or go camping and you just buy a giant bag of it and, and you're set. But I definitely miss sitting around the table up in the, the office and debating, you know, the decisions about the business and, and figuring out how to pull all those pieces together and get everyone's input and, and all on the same page at the end of the day. That's the type of engagement and, and it made you think and it made you look from other perspectives and it made you have to reach some type of agreement because at the end of the day, we did need to make business decisions. And so I'll really miss those those debates with my coworkers of, of how to do stuff and just baking the bread, right? Standing in front of the oven, getting that nice toasty bread smell. So those are the things I miss about working there. But in terms of the community, it, it always you know made me happy whenever I went grocery shopping and I'd see the nature's products and I'd be like, yes, nature, and and buy it and, and knowing that you know you go to the fairs and you see those spaces and so. To me, it connected me to a larger sense of community, and, and I'll miss that. Tessa, thank you so much for telling us about Nature's Bakery and just joining us today. We, we really, really appreciate it. We just really want to also thank the customers, the community, for supporting Nature's for all the years that you guys did. That is what made the bakery. We're getting tons of emails from people, and that's really appreciated. That was Tessa Echeverria a worker-owner at Nature's Bakery who serves on the business's board of directors. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Dane County's leader. On Wednesday, Dane County Executive Joe Parisi announced he will retire from public service in May. Parisi has served in the county's top post since 2011 and has been re-elected three times. A special election will be held in November 2024 to complete Parisi's four-year term. The county board will select an interim county executive to run the government for the months in between. Meanwhile, Mass and Mayor Satya Rhodes-Conway has rolled out her proposed operating budget and it includes a 6% pay bump for city workers. The mayor says the raises are needed to keep the city competitive in the job market. Rhodes-Conway also warned of a looming fiscal cliff that the city will have to deal with in future budgets. Listen to CityCast Madison in the coming weeks for an explanation on how the city budget works. That'll be with Madison's finance director, Dave Schminicki. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Dylan Brogan. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with someone who's been in Madison since the 1970s? We'll be back here tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Until then, 